0: I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I want to talk about understanding anxiety and your brain's ability to change. Now, this is really exciting for me because I remember one of the things that absolutely changed my mindset when I was struggling with anxiety and panic and high stress. I remember when I had finally grasped the idea that it was the same brain, my same mind that got me down the wormhole. And that I could also do kind of reverse engineer my way out of it. Like if I did things differently, that my brain really had the ability to change, that I wasn't stuck. And so I hope that this will be helpful for you and that you will be able to have your own kind of light bulb moment if you are not already there as far as understanding that your brain is able to change and not by a lot of external things. Like we're going to talk about it. So let's just jump right in and talk about the changeable brain. We used to believe that the brain was um, hardwired. Now I'm old enough to this was set in stone. Like you only had so many brain cells. Uh, when you would, if you would drink, there, you know, if you got drunk, I think was the, uh, if you were inebriated, that you were killing brain cells, and you were that none of that was repairable. The brain was hardwired as we reached adulthood. And now we know this is just not so. Um, We have learned so much more, but this understanding that we have now of neuroplasticity has given rise to many ways of retraining the brain of being able to find our way out of the anxiety wormhole. And, um, in order to find our way out of the anxiety wormhole, it's going to require a lot of new neuropathways. And what this means is you're going to have to build new bridges, so to speak, between your neurons to be able to get your way out. You need these new pathways, And not only do you need to build these new ways, but the brain has to let go of the old ones at the same time, those old neural pathways that kept us stuck, that kept us in fear, and that kept us down in the wormhole. This is amazing to people like me. It was amazing at the time to understand that I really had the ability to do this the same brain did not have to stay the way it was it was not hardwired now for many of you you may not have grown up with that hardwired story or the limited brain cell story and that the brain was uh, not able to heal even uh, once it was damaged uh, that that you were stuck and that just isn't true and isn't it amazing that, the more we know about that and the more that we can now believe that because it's been shown to us through all the research and science that, and the more we pay attention to that, change our mindset, the more we can do things. So that has to do with our mind. Uh, So the brain can change, but so can our mind, our belief systems. We get very stuck in certain belief systems and a belief that we carry may have helped us. Uh, may have saved us even. It may have helped us cope with a life situation. But once we know better, we can do more. Once we know something new, we can do better and go forward. We don't have to stay stuck in old beliefs, either for the brain or for our mind. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So the brain changes um, and whether we're training it to do so or not is one thing, but the brain is changeable and it is changing. Whether we're conscious of how we're changing it is a different story, but the brain is changing and we can train it to change in ways that are helpful to us. So we do very well to be aware of what we are letting the brain adapt to with our experiences. This is where how we're living our life and what experiences we are having, what information we are taking in really matters. We have to pay attention to what we are letting the brain adapt to. Are we filling it with fear? Are we filling it with love? Are we filling it with possibility? Are we filling it with terror? What are we watching for entertainment? What are we reading? What are we believing? Sometimes we are not even consciously aware of what we are thinking and believing. And this is why mindfulness is so powerful. We're being conscious and aware of much more than we used to. And we can assist the brain changing in ways that we desire versus that it is just changing by default by what we happen to run into. Like if we run into a challenging, terrorizing situation, we can, we can let the brain not have to live in that constant fear, but once we are in safety again, by letting the brain know that we are okay, and we are now safe, that the brain can adapt to that versus us filling it continuously with more fearful stories that are coming out of what our mind is saying. So it's kind of interesting, but we have some real responsibility here. This is up to us. And so interestingly enough, it is repetition and time that are crucial elements in how our brain can change. So hearing me say the same things over and over again, um, here on the show, saying it in different ways, and sometimes not different ways. This is not a mistake. This is so that you can hear it at some point, so many times that the light bulb moment happens. This is why you can suddenly have that light bulb moment after you've been working on something for quite a while, or have a thought one day that Hmm, I can't remember the last time I had ruminating thoughts or a pounding heart or whatever flavor your anxiety might be. At some point you have a a moment where you go, I can't remember the last time I was anxious or had a panic attack because it happens with little chips, little chipping away at those old neural pathways while the new ones are being built. It's like filling a cup, drip by drip by drip. It feels like it's never going to fill, like you're never getting anywhere. But believe me, change is happening. Our brains can and do change we can promote what direction we want that change to go in. And it is our responsibility to make these changes ourselves. So now that you are going to be working on changing your brain, I was thinking one of the things you can do is to use your journal to keep track of the following. Take a look at your last 24 hours and see where you were being conscious and aware of what you were allowing into your life. Identify where you may have had some control over your thoughts, your environment, people, media, etc. Make a list of what you are willing to do differently for making more optimal for you neuropathways versus letting everything happen to you by old habit, by rote. See if with this list. So the first day you just make a list, looking back over the last 24 hours and see where you were being conscious and aware but you may not have been, so you can identify where you may have had uh, some control and you may not have, right? You may have just fallen into particular media. That's a big one. I really want to stress how Watching what you take in with your eyes and ears is so important as you are trying to heal. Your brain may not have the neural pathways to be able to handle the stress from that type of media. You may not have the neuropathways to be able to handle the people or the environment or thoughts you are having. So be consciously aware in that as you are looking back, write it out, write out things you did by uh, old habit and make a list after that, make a list what you are willing to do differently to make your neuropathways work for you, to build new pathways and let go of those old habitual ones i think that you're going to be very surprised at being able to look back at some point and see the changes that you you didn't even really feel happening because these things happen slowly you can see if we have to build neuro, new narrow pathways that doesn't happen overnight we have to break down the old ones and build the new ones simultaneously this takes time. And so you being aware, your habits that you have, and the practices that you do to keep you mindful and consciously aware of where you are and what you are doing are really going to serve you here. I hope that you will let me know if you are working on this. And as you see changes in the future, I'd love to hear from you how you are doing. I love being here with you guys, and I hope that this show was helpful for you. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to remind you that if you want more than what's offered here and more personal guidance, you might be ready for our group coaching membership program. It's a deeper dive into what you learn here on these episodes. Each month, you'll receive two anxiety clearing skill sheets sent in email. You'll also receive two live group coaching calls, which are recorded in case you can't attend. Those will help guide you through your challenges and there's also a secret Facebook group for coach and community support every day all month long. So if you're ready for more, go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching and join today. I'd love to see you in the group. And now for today's quote. Meditation invokes that which is known in neuroscience as neuroplasticity, which is the loosening of the old nerve cells or hard wiring in the brain to make space for the new to emerge. And that's from Craig Krishna. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha.